Sit back. What NFC East quarterback? Relax. In the movie Ocean's Eleven. Put on your think cap. What prized possession did Danny Ocean get ready for the show? In chemistry, what is the name of the principal? And here's your host. During what year was the Marvel Cinematic Universe? Kevin. How's it going, everybody? Welcome to the Think Cap Trivia Podcast. My name is Kevin, and it's my pleasure to be your host. This week will be yet another Challenger Series episode where we have two contestants duke it out head-to-head style. If you, didn't get a, if you did not get a chance to listen to any of the past five episodes, you can check out ThinkCap on the free parking feed on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or SoundCloud. Or if you have listened to them and you enjoyed them, please tell a friend about ThinkCap or subscribe to free parking on your favorite streaming platform. Any support we can get will help us to push out better and better and better content for you guys. So let me run down the rules for how the Challenger series works. Like I said, this is a head-to-head style trivia game in which I will pose 10 different trivia questions with each participant having the opportunity to answer first five times. If they get the question correct, they will earn 10 points. If they get it wrong, their opponent will have an opportunity to steal the question and earn five points for themselves if they answer correctly. Whoever is answering first will have about 30 seconds to respond while the opposition will have 15 seconds during their steal opportunity. To add a little twist to the game in the case that a player would be mathematically eliminated from winning just before they get to attempt all five of their questions, a seesaw question would be triggered. And just like a playground seesaw where two participants go up and down by alternating pushing off the ground back and forth, our contestants will go back and forth with their responses to a singular trivia question. If the player who was to be eliminated wins the seesaw, they will earn 10 points and the opportunity to answer the next question first. If they lose, the game will be over. In the event of a tie at the end of the game, the seesaw question will also act as a tiebreaker. And if the seesaw question is activated mid-game and the score somehow still ends up as a tie, there will be one more question that will be closest without going over style, where the second challenger will have the first stab at it. Challengers every week will be composed of either fans who wish to be a part of the show or your favorite free parking personalities who want to test their wits. If you have any interest in being a part of the competition, you can DM ThinkCap's Instagram at T-H-I-N-K-K-A-P, and I will add you to the list of prospective trivia talents. All right, so now that I've explained the rules, let me introduce to you our challengers this week. You know our champion. First, we have Rotor. He is the undefeated reigning Challenger Series champion. Again, I assume you know him quite well, right? Rotor, you want to introduce yourself? Uh, uh, uh. Hi, Kevo. Long-time listener, first-time caller. No, just kidding. Um, thank you for having me again. Happy to be back. Excited to do some trivia, as always. All right, let's have a good evening. Second, we have Dan, who is making his return back into the Challenger Series to take on the man who knocked him off his throne the last time around. Dan, welcome back. Thanks, Kev. It's so good to be back. I'm ready to reclaim my throne as the trivia champ. So let's get it going. Awesome. Awesome. I love to hear it. Gentlemen, are you ready to put on your think caps and get this thing rolling? Definitely. My think cap stays on. Let's get it, baby. All right, let's do this. So 
Rotor, as our reigning champion, will have the first stab at it. He will have about 30 seconds to respond to the first question. If he gets it wrong, Dan will have the opportunity to steal. Rotor, are you ready for question number one? Yes, sir. All right, question number one. What is the most popular Mexican beer in the United States? Once again, what is the most popular Mexican beer in the United States? So there's two brands that come to my mind. I'm pretty sure I'm leaning one way, not the other. I definitely don't want to say both because I'm pretty positive that it's got to be one of these two. Um, I don't think it's that one. So I'm going to go with the other. And uh, I, I assume it's Spanish. It could be American for all I know, but it's a Spanish name. Dos Equis. Dos Equis is incorrect. Dos Equis is not it. Dan, you have about 15 seconds to steal. Okay. Uh, I think it is the other Mexican beer brand that everybody goes with. Uh, the one that you want with the lime sitting on the beach. Corona. Idiot. Corona is the right answer. Yeah. Corona Good is the right answer. I, I got to think, I don't have any data to back this up, but I got to think they had at least a slight bump in sales due to the coronavirus. I mean, I heard they actually rebounded after the initial scare and people like, you know, started just saying, oh, yeah, COVID, Corona, woo. I heard they actually had a rebound, interestingly enough. So it, it did, they did have a decline in sales for a little while. Is that right? But then they, That's but then what they I did thought. better. Yeah. Yeah. No, yeah. Hmm. Didn't get me the right answer. Man. Didn't get me the right answer, all that knowledge, but it did. Yeah, they got, they got stuck with a tough one. <laughs> That's right. All right. So, Dan, you have got five points for yourself here after the steal opportunity. And it is now your turn to answer question number two. Question number two is based on tradition. The best way to kill a vampire is to stab it with what? Once again, based on tradition, the best way to kill a vampire is to stab it with what? All right. Um, I know there's a few different folklore myths about uh, warding off vampires and killing vampires. Um, but I'm pretty sure that the thing that you are supposed to stab it with um, is stab it in the heart with a wooden spike. A wooden spike is the correct answer. Wooden spike is correct. Dan gets another 10 points. So after the first bout back and forth, He's got 15 points to Rotor's nothing. Rotor, how are you feeling, brother? I have a question, actually. Um, is is would, would you have also accepted a wooden cross? Just I'm just curious if that had come to me, I would have said wooden cross. Not so that I would don't work. Know if there's, yeah, that would have worked. So, uh, traditionally, Honestly, it's just a wooden stake is really what they say. So if it happens to gotcha, be a cross, gotcha, gotcha. the vampire might actually hate it a little bit more. But yeah, outside <laughs> of that, it was a mistake. I can recover. I'm not too worried. But yes, that was a mistake for sure. Plenty of game left, gentlemen. So, Rotor, like we said, we are going into round three now. Question number three will be back to you. Question number three, what is the longest river in the Western Hemisphere? Once again, what is the longest river in the Western Hemisphere? Just, it's again, there's two in my mind that I'm going back and forth between. I'm thinking I can like almost see the Wikipedia page that says one is by volume, one is longest in length. So I'm just going to think for a minute. I think this other one's got to be the answer. There's no way it's up there. Amazon, final answer, Amazon River. Amazon is the correct answer. You got that one correct. Whew. Thank God. Well done. Well done. Thank you. I was between that and the Mississippi. I know it's got a few tributaries. I just still, though, I went, I went, North, you know, North America's got the Rockies. We don't have the rivers. I would, it has to be the Amazon. 
has to. So now question number four goes back to Dan with a 15 to 10 lead. Question number four, with an estimated value between 200 and $250 million, what is the name of the gemstone which is prominently displayed at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History? Once again, with an estimated value between 200 and $250 million, what is the name of the gemstone which is prominently displayed at the Smithsonian Museum of Natural History? Oh boy. Um, I really don't know this one. Um, hmm. Wow. Um, I mean, I can make something up that might sound like it's a fancy gemstone, but I don't really, I don't think I know this one. You got to do what you got to do. Um, okay. I'm going to go with the Queen's medallion. The Queen's medallion. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Uh, Who would have thought? All right, Rotor, it's your chance to steal. I gotta guess at what it is. I think it's a giant piece of gold in like just gold ingot, whatever you call it, raw gold that we've got from Africa. I think it might be the largest chunk in the world. I definitely don't know the name though. Let's go with the heart of the jungle. The heart <laughs> the of, name the of the rock. Jungle. Heart of the jungle. Heart of the jungle. I like it. Both valiant efforts, but that is also incorrect, unfortunately. The correct answer to question number four would be the Hope Diamond. The uh, Hope Diamond. Ugh. Never gonna live that down. That's all right. No problems. No problems. Yep. I have heard. My of wife's that. gonna I kill me. That My one. wife's gonna kill me. A woman's <laughs> best friend. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Don't tell her it's cubic zirconium. <laughs> all right. Now let's get back to question number five. After no scores there, the score is still fifteen to ten with Dan in the lead, and Rotor has the first stab at this one. Rotor, a whelk is a marine variety of what kind of animal? Once again, a whelk is a marine variety of what kind of animal? Marine variety that also could be on land. A whelk. Something that can go on land and also in water. A whelk. Shoot. Um, It sounds like it's a mammal, honestly. I really have no idea. I'm going to go with... Platypus. I have no idea. Platypus. Platypus. Final answer. Is incorrect. Dan, you've got about 15 seconds to steal a whelk. What type you got of it, Dan? I don't have this, no. Interesting um, question. It kind of sounds like a little bit of a sea lion. Kind of sounds like it could be a, some sort of bird. Um, let's go, you know what? Let's go with a cat. I don't know. Feline. A marine feline. Sounds like something right. out of a <laughs> some sort right. of crazy movie or something. Uh, no, that's not correct. I'm sorry. A well. Tigers can swim. <laughs> they can. They can swim, but they actually are one of the few that will allow themselves to exactly. Get but they're not exactly what you would call a marine animal. A marine whelk would be a an underwater snail. The few, the, the proud, the whelk. Of course, of course. A that did not cross my mind at all. Not at all. Not at all. Not even once. <laughs> That's okay. No problems here. Again, after question five now, the score is 15 to 10, Dan. So he's still got the lead, and he also gets the first stab at this next question. 
So, Dan, are you ready for this one? Let's get it. Here we go. Douglas Adams is famous for writing what novel? Once again, Douglas Adams is famous for writing what novel? Please give me a chance. Mm, wow, I am not on it today. That name does sound familiar. Um, I'm thinking he's English. Hmm. Wow. This is tough. Um, that's not it. Man. Um, I'm thinking English. Um, uh, this is, this is again, this is a terrible guess. Oliver Twist. Uh, Oliver Twist. He's incorrect. Man, I am struggling, Kev. All right, Rotor. Oh, I was hoping this one would get uh, get back to me. All right, this should hopefully even things up, as I believe I've read the book. It's his most famous book, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy by Douglas Adams. Final answer. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is correct. Good, good, good. That is the right answer. I have a follow-up question for you, Rotor. Mm. What is the answer to life, the universe, and everything? It's a number, and I believe it was 48. Is it 48? Oh, it was 42. Oh, God. That would have been the trivia question to get me on right there, right? Uh, no, yeah. In the one. You right, really got me on that one. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Wow. Okay. I've not read that. Didn't see the movie either. Great book. Good movie, too. Good movie. Yeah, it's a It's, it's, a, it's for it's something a on a space level. It takes it nice and lighthearted, which is difficult to do, I'd say. Okay. Space right. travel, the infinite. It addresses those things lightheartedly, which is yeah, fun read. It's a good time. All right. So speaking of a good time, we're having a good game here. The score is 15 to 15, all tied up going into question number seven. Question number seven is going back to Rotor with the first stab at it. Question number seven reads, the name of what musical instrument means sound of wood in Greek? Once again, the name of what musical instrument means sound of wood in Greek? Okay, so I know that the modern guitar wasn't like made what we know it as today until like the 1500s. Acoustic, it's got to be something off of acoustics and using, um, what would they have had? A instrument of wood. Um, I'm thinking it's either like something percussive like drums or the flute. I'm going to go with the flute. The flute is incorrect unfortunately the flute is not it dan you want to stab mm -hmm. at what the greeks thought made a sound of wood yeah i definitely feel like it's a, a string instrument um and i think it's something wooden i but i'm trying to think of greek words i don't think it's a mandolin i don't know a violin violin maybe uh i don't know about cello um you know what let's throw out cello Cello is not the right answer either. Oh, man, I needed that. So oh, sound of wood. What is Rotor was closest with the with being along the lines of a percussive instrument. Uh, the sound of wood, a real simple instrument, the xylophone. Uh, how the hell okay. did they have so much technology in ancient Greece? Like, yeah, no, xylophone, I would have thought that didn't come for like centuries later. Oh. Good question. Good question. Thank you. Man, yep. 
So I was I was in the wrong category on that one. You're in the wrong category. Like, it even had phone in it. There was uh, Latin clearly in it. Yeah. No. Now that you say it, it's like yeah, obviously that was it. But yeah. <laughs> tough mm-hmm. one to pull out of thin air. So um, score is still fifteen fifteen. This is going to be question number eight, which will will be answered by Dan first. So question number eight, Dan. All right, I need this of one. the blood types. What is the universal recipient? Once again, of the do. blood types, what is the universal recipient? All right. I know I've been struggling today. <laughs> I'm still struggling a little bit. You know, what's funny is I'm actually, I know that I'm a universal donor because I've, I've been told that before when I'm giving blood and I don't even remember what kind of blood type I am, which is pretty bad to say. Um, but <sighs> universal recipient, I believe is one of the ABs and I'm going to go with AB positive. That is correct. It is. I didn't Woo! know that. <laughs> that is correct. Wow. Universal I did not recipient. know that one. Good job. Yep. AB, I think AB is pretty rare too. Good yes. job having rare blood. That's great. I got a little bit of, uh, I wouldn't say a little bit. I got a lot of luck on that one. That was. Uh, did you say that you were a universal recipient or a universal donor, Dan? I know I'm a universal donor. Because okay. So that's, I, that's the I, other end I've of the gone, spectrum. And given it, they, they always tell me, you know, they're like, oh, universal donors, so you can do whatever. But I, and then I just, after I do it and feel great about myself being a universal donor, I just forget what mm. I am. So because the universal donor would be, does anyone have a guess at it? O positive. Is it O positive or is it AB negative? I believe it's O negative. I was going to say maybe O negative. O negative. I thought it was one of the O's. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So with that, the score is 25 to 15. Rotor, this is a big question for you. This is no question doubt. number nine. You have the first stab at it, and you have a shot to tie up the ball game. So, question number nine is who made the first solo transatlantic flight in the year 1927? Once again, who made the first solo transatlantic flight in the year 1927? Pretty much positive I have this one. I'm pretty much also positive that it's not the. The, the 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 famous pilot who was then lost in the Bermuda Triangle, Amelia Earhart. I'm pretty much positive it's Charles Lindbergh. Charles Lindbergh for the final final answer. Charles Lindbergh is the correct answer. You got it. You the got ball it. game oh, is tied. Now I don't have the full story on this, but it has been noted that when Lindbergh landed. He said that because he was by himself for so long and he had to stay awake the entire time, he had been, he was under so much exhaustion and he was in such a weird mental state that he actually saw hallucinations of other people flying along with him as he was making that trip. I believe it. Do you know how long that trip was? Um, Let me look it up here. I didn't even think about that. In general, the human mind will create create stimulation whenever you don't like the world's quietest room people start hallucinating apparently within seconds of going into it so apparently it was only 14 hours and 25 minutes which doesn't sound that bad oh, but i'm i'm assuming on, Lindbergh, being at an altitude and being by yourself and he didn't deserve it to have his baby stolen like he did but come on guy you gotta try hard <laughs> for that. come on that's right all right so here we go this is a first in challenger series history the score is tied going into the 10th question dan has the chance to win the game outright. If he does not, Rotor has the chance to win the game outright. 
And if neither of them get it right, we will go to the seesaw question. The seesaw question in this regard will not be needed if one of these guys answer this question right now. So, Dan, are you ready for your chance <laughs> at the victory? Best of luck. I, I Best am luck. ready. Let's do it. Question number 10, the final question of the evening, maybe. What is the name of the mountain with the highest summit in the United States? Once again, what's the name of the mountain with the highest summit in the United States? Don't get okay. it because I want it. So I know the highest mountain in the United States. Um, I don't know if that is also the, uh, the highest summit, but that's really the only one I have. So we are going to go to Alaska with Mount McKinley. Mount McKinley is, I'm going to give it to you. That's the right answer. Oh, it's bull crap. It's not the right answer. <laughs> what do you, what, all right, Rotor, you want to, you want to, you want to interject Denali. here? Denali. Denali. I always knew it, or I've known that it was changed to, I thought, Mount Denali. Mount Denali. Denali the peak was changed to Denali. I right. Okay. That is technically correct, but Good what, job, do, what do you think? I mean, it also is still, tech, you know, Mount McKinley. It's like when people say Sears Tower, talking about the this tower. Willis. It's not Willis Tower. It's Sears Tower. Come on. It's very true. I wouldn't take it from them. Oh, did they change the As name? As much as I wanted a seesaw. They changed they it did. apparently back in like 2007 or something, and they just didn't tell anyone, and everyone still calls it Sears Tower. Shockingly, oh, wow. not enough people went to Alaska to relay the information back down to us. <laughs> oh, wow. Damn it. I wanted that seesaw. Man. So, Kev, Good job, Dan. what does this mean here? Is it over? It's over. The game is over because, ah, unfortunately, we don't oh. really have a way to continue past this point. Like I said, that was a first in ThinkCap history where we, we had a walk-off win right there at the 10th question. That was, that was, that was something this else, guys. This is malarkey. Guys. I was yeah. blowing people out, and I still had to do the seesaws. I should have hopped that thing off. I should have hopped right off the seesaw before I even decided to get it. <laughs> you know what? I mean – Dan's won one. Rotors won one. I, I think we're going to have to do a rubber match at some point. Absolutely. I said to Dan before we started uh, that that his and my first right. match was one of the tighter matches we had that I had had. No, yeah, definitely. Because literally that one came down to whoever got asked first, and I just made a mistake early on. Absolutely. Damn, yeah, I, you got me sweating, man. I'm telling you, I'm really having to work to uh, to win this. This is tough. Appreciate it. You are Appreciate it. What is the seesaw? What was the seesaw question going to be? I have to know. I have to know. I might have to save that for another week. We'll see. I don't know. I, I did really like this seesaw question, so I'm going to save that one in my back pocket. But, uh, yeah, it, it was a good one. You guys will find out eventually. Uh, yeah, Dan, congratulations on the win. Do you have anything else to say here? Man, it, it feels good to be back on top, um, back on uh, Mount McKinley, <laughs> where <laughs> I belong. Um, Kev, thanks again for having me back on. Rotor, you're you're really good, man. You Appreciate are, you, man. You get a lot of these questions that I don't know at all. So I think it's just luck of the draw on these questions. But uh, great match, I am man. the winner. There can only be one. So study up. I bow. I bow. I bow. Good job. Good win. Great win. All right, guys. Thank you both so much for joining me this week. Um, I want to thank everybody who is listening to this. Um, it really means a lot to us when you listen. Like I said earlier, if you're on Apple Podcasts, um, like, rate us, subscribe. If you're on Spotify, SoundCloud, follow us. Uh, follow ThinkCap at T-H-I-N-K-K-A-P on Instagram. We got weekly updates, different trivia games, 
brain teasers, fun facts, historical knowledge, all that kind of stuff on there, all that stuff you guys enjoy. And yeah, that's pretty much all I've got for you. So uh, once again, I want to thank you for listening. Take care and I will see you next time.